0: Hello, welcome to Second Impressions, the Pride and Prejudice podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Tom. And we're going through Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice chapter by chapter. And today we are reading Volume 3, Chapter 10. But Tom, why don't you give us a quick recap on what happened in Chapter 9.
1: So in Volume 3, Chapter 9, Lydia and Wickham finally marry... And they come to Longbourn for a visit. Lydia, of course, acts as if nothing's wrong. She takes Jane's seat at the table and is generally very annoying about the fact that she's married. Uh, Lydia and Mrs. Bennet then proceed to go take like visit all around Meryton to show off Lydia's new ring. And they also have lots of parties at Longbourn. Which is kind of a relief to Elizabeth, because at least that means she doesn't have to talk to Wickham and Lydia one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the chapter, Lydia's like, oh, Elizabeth, I never told you the details of our our romantic wedding. Mm-hmm. And while she's explaining it all, she happens to drop the the previously unknown fact that Darcy was at the wedding for some reason. And the chapter closes where Elizabeth writes to Mrs. Gardner uh, to ask her for more information regarding this whole Darcy thing. Okay, so Grace, what happens in chapter 10? And then we'll get into it.
0: Alright, so in chapter 10, Elizabeth gets a letter from Mrs. Gardner. Um, The chapter is mostly this long letter. Uh, at first, Mrs. Gardner prefaces that she's surprised that Elizabeth is asking about it because she kind of just assumed that Elizabeth was aware of what Darcy had done because why else would Darcy have been involved. Um, but as it turns out, his involvement entailed finding, like finding Lydia and Wickham in London. Um, he essentially bribes Wickham <laughs> to marry Lydia um and with like like you know money and you know offering to pay off his debts and um Wickham I guess agreed <laughs> and um so that's the true nature of their romantic wedding um Mr Darcy then goes to the gardeners to inform them of what happened and also most importantly tells Mr Gardner to take the credit of paying off Wickham to Mary Lydia and for, take, and to take the credit of paying off Wickham's debts. Um, and that is sort of the gist of the letter. We'll get more into it as we read it. Um, Elizabeth finishes the letter and she is interrupted by none other than Wickham himself walking up to her. He, um, starts asking questions about Elizabeth's time at, um, at, a what is it called? Um, Oh shoot! At, at, at Rosings in
1: Huntsford Park.
0: I oh, don't know at um Derbyshire. Oh Derbyshire, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, specifically at Pemberley. Um, uh-huh. He's trying to like suss out how she's feeling about Darcy. Yeah, yeah. And Elizabeth is keeping her cards pretty close to her chest. Um, you know, they the conversation kind of ends, and they go back into the house. And that is chapter ten. Okay. So let's let's get into it. Uh, I guess it's also
1: worth mentioning in this chapter that is mostly a letter that a lot of Austen's early works were epistolatory novels or like stories told entirely through letters. And I think *Pride and Prejudice at one point, a uh, very early draft of this story was told epistolatory.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, love and Friendship is completely epistolatory, right? Or uh, love and Lady friendship. Susan, Lady which Susan. Uh, got adapted fri- to yeah. Love
1: and Friendship. Love yeah. and Friendship
0: is the... Uh, movie adaptation, which is really good. You guys should check it out.
1: And Lady Susan is a great yeah. book, also a great story. <laughs> Probably one of Austen's best villains. And the only time a villain is the foreground that's right. of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so there's another reason. Like, another reason that a lot of letters show up is kind of a vestige of that. And I think, like, the the original reason that Austen is attracted to these epistolary form is just because letters were a big part of her life. Yeah, And that's how she would find out a lot of information about... The goings on around her, because of course Austin would be stuck at home and not able to go out into the world and see what's happening. Mm-hmm.
0: As we've seen with um, like Elizabeth and Jane, just sort of having no choice but to wait in Longbourn to hear news from their uncle in London. Like they couldn't do anything; they just had to wait around for a letter.
1: Uh, unfortunately, I, I guess maybe I don't want to overstate the case. Obviously, Austin went out there and like met people and had experiences, but you know she couldn't move around freely like a darcy you know she couldn't just pick up or a bingley she couldn't just pick up and leave town whenever she wants like much like elizabeth's life
0: yeah she certainly couldn't have as we'll see in, in chapter 10 started her own manhunt
1: uh-huh. uh, for
0: wickham like right. that would have been impossible
1: okay all right well uh, let's get into it all right so I'll, I'll read this first paragraph elizabeth had the satisfaction of receiving an answer to her letter as soon as she possibly could her letter to mrs gardner about asking about Darcy Mm -hmm. and so this is picking up directly where the last chapter left off or you know
0: maybe a few days a few days
1: yeah yeah the idea is directly but the letter probably comes a few days but it we get the sense that Mrs. Gardner read Elizabeth's letter and wrote a reply right away
0: yeah in the meantime Elizabeth we can assume was busy avoiding Lydia and Wickham (laughs) (laughs) at Longbourn wherever she could
1: Elizabeth was no sooner in possession of the letter than hurrying into the little where she was least likely to be interrupted. She sat down on one of the benches and prepared to be happy, for the length of the letter convinced her that it did not contain a denial. So she gets the letter, and she starts hurrying out to the little cops, the little gathering of trees on the property. And who does this sound like?
0: Mr. Bennett. Yeah,
1: he does the same exact thing a few chapters ago Mm -hmm. when he gets Mr. Gardner's letter. Mm Mm-hmm. Like like father like daughter I guess this is also just like a secluded place that you can go and be with your thoughts right Yeah
0: with all of the all of the Bennett household sorry all of the Bennett family members in the house plus Wickham she probably has very little very few options for privacy
1: mm-hmm. Yeah she's least likely to be interrupted here so she sits down on a bench and she's preparing to be happy because the letter is so long. It's very unlikely that it's just going to be Mrs. Garner being like, I can't tell you any information about this, right?
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, you're excited to get a very thick letter.
1: Do you want to read this letter, Grace?
0: All right. So the letter is from Grace Church Street in London, September 6th. My dear niece, I have just received your letter and shall devote this whole morning to answering it, as I foresee that a little writing will not comprise of what I have to tell you.
1: Uh, will not comprise what I have to tell you. Yeah, so, like, I can't... Basically, um am Sit down, because I got a long story to tell you. I can't, like, tell you the whole thing succinctly, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I must confess myself surprised by your application. By Elizabeth asking. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it from you. Emphasis on you. Don't I... think me...
1: Oh. Well, why? Why did uh, Mrs. Gardner not expect Elizabeth to be asking this question?
0: Well, because she thinks... Like, Elizabeth must have been in the in the know if Darcy got involved. Why else would Darcy get involved? Or r- rather, like, wh- like how could it be in a situation where Darcy single-handedly gets Wickham to marry Lydia and Elizabeth is not in the know of it somehow? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, Mrs. Gardner, this is a constant strain. Mrs. Gardner thinks that Darcy and Elizabeth's relationship are, is way more involved than it actually is at this point.
0: So she says, I did not expect it from you, this application. Don't think me angry, however, for I only mean to let you know that I had not imagined such enquiries to be necessary on your side. If you do not choose to understand me, forgive my impertinence. Your uncle is as much surprised as I am, and nothing but the belief of your being a party concerned would have allowed him to act as he has done. Mm -hmm. So now we'll find out as well what Mr. Gardner has done.
1: Oh, so when she says, if you do not choose to understand me, forgive my impertinence, what does that mean?
0: So, if you do not choose to understand me, forgive my impertinence. Mm -hmm.
1: Understand me, like, the implication of what, like, oh, I didn't expect you to ask this application, Mm -hmm. you know. I I figured you would have known everything on your side, right? Uh, So,
0: it's like, I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. So, if it comes off that way, then, like... Forgive my impertinence. Or,
1: or, I'm not trying, like, Mrs. Gardner is like, if you and Darcy don't actually have the relationship I thought you do, then please excuse the impertinence of these, like, implications, right? Mm-hmm. If you do not choose to understand me. That's kind of a funny phrasing. Like, if you, Elizabeth, are going to pretend that you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> don't think I'm <laughs> impertinent, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. And then this is the important information, that Mr. Gardner also thought that Elizabeth knew everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And only the belief of your being a party concerned would have allowed him to act as he has done.
0: So we'll see. Mr. Gardner has seems to have done something or agreed to something under the assumption... Only under the assumption that Elizabeth knew about it. Right. And clearly we know we know Elizabeth doesn't know about what the hell happened. Uh-huh. So now the gardeners are also finding out from Elizabeth's inquiry that Elizabeth had no idea what was going on.
1: So this is some dramatic irony we're only aware of after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everything Gardner does with Darcy is with the idea that Elizabeth knows all
0: about it yeah. and it has
1: approved of it already. Right. Uh, and it sounds
0: like if he had if Elizabeth didn't know about it, they wouldn't have acted they wouldn't have agreed to whatever Darcy Ask them to do right okay okay <laughs> so yeah but if you are really innocent and ignorant I must be more explicit so now she's like okay well if we're going if we're gonna proceed under the belief that you actually are just completely in the dark I will be very explicit with what has happened mm-hmm. on the very day of my coming home from Longbourn your uncle had a most unexpected visitor mr. Darcy called and was shut up with him several hours it was all over before I arrived. So my curiosity was not so dreadfully racked as yours seems to have been.
1: So yeah, before Mrs. Gardner arrived at Grace Church Street, Darcy and mister Gardner had already had a conference and hashed all this out. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, and she's just saying, like, well, you know, I wasn't I wasn't waiting with bated breath as much as you are, Elizabeth, Right. because I got home the next day and Mr. Gardner told me everything, Uh or I got home that night. There was no
1: suspense involved, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For me, Mrs. Gardner.
0: Yep. He came, Darcy came to tell Mr. Gardner that he had found out where your sister and Mr. Wickham were, and that he had seen and talked with them both, Wickham repeatedly, Lydia once.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Wow, he even, he, um... He, uh, what's the word, Um, condescended to talk to Lydia.
1: (laughs) We're going to get more information about that. But this is the first time it's revealed to us how they found Wickham and Lydia. and It's Mm -hmm. because Darcy found them. Mm
0: -hmm. From what I can recollect, he left Derbyshire only one day after ourselves and came to town with a resolution of hunting for them. Mm. I love that, like with a shotgun in hand. Uh The motive professed was his conviction of its being owing to himself that Wickham's worthlessness had not been so well known as to make it impossible for any young woman of character to love or confide in him.
1: Okay, so Darcy comes to Mr. Gardner and he's like, hey, I found out, I went and I found Wickham and Lydia. And what is his, what does Darcy say his motive for doing this was?
0: He's saying that he owes it to himself to, um, he owes it to himself that, he didn't reveal essentially Wickham's true character, and so if by not doing so, it would have been impossible for any young woman of character to not fall in love with Wickham because he knows Wickham's true nature.
1: Yeah, Darcy's like, this is all. This is what he. This is his professed motive. It's like this was all my fault because I should have made everyone know how bad of a guy wickham is but instead i was too proud by like i don't know too proud to reveal my personal information to the world right Mm -hmm. but he is giving lydia a lot of credit in thinking that if she had known this this would have done anything yeah (laughs) in thinking her a woman of credit you know yeah, a
0: young woman of character Uh... let's okay (laughs) um mr darcy generously imputed the whole of his mistaken pride and confessed that he had before thought it beneath him to lay his private actions open to the world. That's, you know, it sounds like Darcy.
1: Yeah, he was like, oh, I sure told everyone about how, like, much of a scoundrel Wickham is, but I was too proud to let the world know about my, you know, dirty laundry, <laughs> the Darcy dirty laundry. Yeah.
0: His character was to speak for itself. So, Darcy's character was to speak Mm -hmm. for itself. He's like, I don't owe it to the world to air out my dirty laundry. My character speaks for itself. Yeah. He called it, therefore, his duty to step forward and endeavor to remedy an evil which had been brought on by himself. It's a lot of guilt to take on. Yeah, yeah. It's not really his fault that Wickham is Wickham. He just thinks it's his fault that he didn't let the world know about Wickham.
1: Well, I think Darcy... He probably does believe that, but I don't know if he would have done it for another woman that's not connected to Elizabeth, <laughs> you know? That's true,
0: yeah. If he had another motive, I am sure it would never disgrace him.
1: Okay, what is that saying?
0: Um, If he had another motive, he would not, like, he would not profess it. He wouldn't <laughs> say it out loud, right?
1: Well, uh, I read is as, if he had another motive, a.k.a., because he loves Elizabeth, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure it would never disgrace him. Like, that... It's not something in Mrs. Gardner's eyes that he should feel bad about. It's not like a... Just because, like, he's doing all this... Well... If Darcy is only uh, finding out Wickham and Lydia because he's in love with Elizabeth, that's not... Mrs. Gardner still thinks that's a fine enough motive, yeah, right? Yeah. That's not like a social disgrace or
0: something. Right, okay, yeah. If you had another motive, I'm sure it would never disgrace him, uh, a.k.a. his love for you.
1: Right, yeah, in Mrs. Gardner's eyes, that's fine. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need this whole other... It was my fault because I should have made everyone known <laughs> yeah. about Wickham, excuse.
0: <laughs> he had been some days in town in London before he was able to discover them. But he had something to direct his search, which was more than we had. And the consciousness of this was another reason for his resolving to follow us. Mm -hmm. So that's another, a second reason that he gave as to why he um, also set out looking for Wickham is because he had more information.
1: Right. He had a lead. He had somewhere he could go to ask about Wickham.
0: Yeah. He wasn't just roaming the streets of London like Mr. Bennett was. He actually had uh... a lead. (laughs) There is a lady, it seems, a Mrs. Young, who was some time ago governess to Miss Darcy and was dismissed from her charge on some cause of disapprobation, though he did not say what.
1: Okay. Uh, this is just another another character, Mrs. Young, who we never meet, but who has like a fully fleshed out character, who has an entire arc. <laughs> uh, but the, as we remember, Mrs. Young is... Was formerly the young Miss Darcy's governess and basically turned her over to Wickham. Yeah,
0: helped Wickham basically um, helped in Wickham's uh, efforts to elope with Lydia. Attep- or sorry, sorry with uh, Miss Miss Darcy. Yeah,
1: in Wickham's attempted elopement mm-hmm. with Miss Darcy.
0: Man, this Wickham just has so many women wrapped around his finger.
1: Well, this is... I think I've said this before. This is the kind of character that, like, a Henry James, like, would have loved and spent his whole career writing them. (laughs) Like, this sort of governess who lives vicariously through their ward slash is also, like, a terrible guardian of their ward. I can think of especially uh, Washington Square, Uh, Lavinia is kind of like a Mrs. Young, someone who exposes like the person they're supposed to be protecting to this like kind of like cad Ah. (laughs) and is partially seduced by him themselves Mm
0: -hmm. she okay so mrs young then took a large house in edward street and has since maintained herself by letting lodgings so you know once you're a disgraced governess you're not going to get any more jobs as a governess so it looks like she took a house in Edward Street in London and then just rents out rooms.
1: Yeah, after she was fired from being Miss Darcy's governess, she became an innkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Not a very respectable position. Mm-mm. Especially the kind of inn that a
0: Wickham would hang around. This Mrs. Young was, he knew, intimately acquainted with Wickham. Darcy knew was intimate Darcy knew Mrs. Young was intimately acquainted with Wickham. Mm-hmm. And Darcy went to her for intelligence of Wickham as soon as Darcy got to town that was her that was his first lead was Mrs. Young you know because this is like history repeating itself essentially so what better lead than to follow to follow than the woman who first helped Wickham run away with a girl
1: because of course she would help him out again yeah well also just what what is the implications of the their their intimate acquaintance you know know. what is the history between Um, Wickham and Mrs. Young yeah only, Wick- only Wickham will know. <laughs> mm.
0: But it was two or three days before Darcy could get from her what he wanted.
1: The information he wanted. Yeah. I,
0: uh-huh. She would not betray her trust, I suppose, without bribery and corruption, for she really did know where her friend was to be found. Wow. So
1: how did Darcy finally get it out of Mrs. Young where Wickham is?
0: Bribery. Bribery.
1: <laughs> yeah, he put down some yeah. cash. Money. Uh-huh.
0: Money will always make people talk. <laughs> Wickham indeed had gone to her on their first arrival in London, and had she been able to receive them into her house, they would have taken up their abode with her. At length, however, our kind friend procured the wish for direction.
1: So I guess Wickham and Lydia showed up at Mrs. Young's inn first, and mm-hmm. she couldn't receive them for whatever reason.
0: Mm. Maybe it... maybe even that was too ra- like raunchy for her to have. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, you
0: can't... that's... You can't do that. That's
1: a really, like, low-class establishment if you're going to let, like, unmarried couples shack up there, right? Yeah. Couples that you know personally are not married. Right. So I guess she just helped Wickham find someplace else because she knew where they were staying.
0: An even seedier inn.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Um, okay, so, at length, Darcy procured the wish for direction. They were in Blank Street.
1: hmm A street so, uh... So, <laughs> so seedy. Seedy, yeah, we don't even hear the name. <laughs>
0: He saw Wickham, and afterwards insisted on seeing Lydia. His first object with her, he acknowledged, had been to persuade her to quit her present disgraceful situation and return to her friends as soon as they could be prevailed on to receive her, offering his assistance as far as it would go. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mr. Darcy's, when he first gets there, his first instinct is to, like, bring Lydia home unmarried.
1: To get her away from Wickham unmarried. That is... It's definitely... That would be a social disgrace. I don't know how Lydia would, like, live that down in society. But maybe Darcy's thinking is, like, I just got to get this young woman away from Wickham, you know? We'll deal with whatever else comes of it, but she can't be around this guy, right? (laughs) But your gut
0: reaction is to, like, keep her away from him. Uh
1: Even at the cost of what that would do to her reputation. Like, (laughs) we got to get you away from Wickham.
0: (laughs) But he found Lydia... Absolutely resolved on remaining where she was. She cared for none of her friends. She wanted no help of his. She would not hear of leaving Wickham. Her dear Wickham.
1: Maybe this is also Darcy is still like reliving the whole incident with Miss Darcy. And he's like, oh, you poor you poor young Aww. creature. You've just made a mistake. Like, let me help you get out of here. Uh. And she's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm telling Mrs. Wickham.
0: <laughs> no, Lydia is no Miss Darcy. Yeah, yeah. She has <laughs> no
1: shame. <laughs> yeah, well, and here, this is also what we've been saying. But in case we needed extra confirmation, he found that Lydia cared not, none for her friends and wanted no help of his.
0: Yeah, she would not hear of leaving Wickham. She is resolute on Uh getting married to Wickham, whether Wickham likes it or not.
1: Yeah. And friends also means, like, family. Like, all of Lydia's connections. No, she Uh
0: doesn't care about anyone except herself and what she wants.
1: Uh
0: She was sure they should be married sometime or other, and it did not much signify when. (laughs) (laughs) Since, since, Since such were her feelings, it only remained, Darcy thought, to secure and expedite a marriage which... In his very first conversation with Wickham, he easily learned had never been his design. Wickham's well, design, that is. Uh, yeah, just to beat it over the your head once more. Wickham had zero intention of marrying Lydia. All yeah. right, folks, zero intention.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, but and Lydia did intend to marry Wickham, but she was just gonna stick around for as long as it took.
0: Yeah, it like like yeah, I, my my my, my brain sort of. Like, went a little bit off the deep end there, and I'm like, how long is she gonna stay with this, would would she have stayed with this guy, like, unmarried, with the hopes that one day they will get married?
1: I do like to believe that Lydia triumphed over Wickham a little bit here. Like, maybe she realized that Wickham didn't really have intentions to marry her, but she was just like, oh, I'm gonna will it into him being, no matter how long it takes, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And she does, like, she does ultimately get the title in the ring, Mrs. Wickham.
0: That's true. Yeah, maybe like some time spent alone with Wickham, she is, you know, maybe she doesn't want to ever say it out loud, but she's realizing that she needs to make this happen because Wickham is not making it happen. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, she needs to take the helm here. I like to
1: believe that Wickham would have been, it'd be impossible to get rid of Lydia. She'd just keep <laughs> coming back.
0: Since? Oh yeah, so, blah, blah, blah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Of course, yeah, Wickham had never, <laughs> had never been his design to marry Lydia. Yeah.
0: Nope. Wickham confessed, him, confessed himself obliged to leave the regiment on account of some debts of honor, his debts, his mm-hmm. gambling debts, which were very pressing, and scrupled not to lay all the ill consequences of Lydia's flight on her own folly alone.
1: <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I did have to get out of Brighton because I owed a lot of money. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and secondly, if Lydia came along, it was all her own fault, right? Yeah, it's, I did do It was all
0: Lydia's fault. Um, Wickham meant to resign his commission immediately, and as to his future situation, he could conjecture very little about it.
1: So he has no plans.
0: No, nope, he just yeah, he's truly making this up as he's going along.
1: Uh, I gotta he all he knows is I gotta get out of the army yeah. and then I'll figure something else out. I
0: gotta get out of the army <laughs> yeah. and I'm never marrying Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> he must go somewhere, but he did not know where, and he knew he should have nothing to live on.
1: Yeah, oh, and also I have no money. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mr. Darcy asked him why he had not married your sister at once. Though Mr. Bennett was not imagined to be very rich, he would have been able to do something for him, and his situation must have been benefited by marriage. But Darcy found, in reply to this question, that Wickham still cherished the hope of more effectually making his fortune by marriage in some other country. In some other part of the country. Right. Or county. Yeah.
1: So Darcy's like, hey, I know you're in a lot of debt and you have no money. And even though Mr. Bennet's not rich, if you marry Lydia, you'll at least get a little bit of money. So why not just do it? Mm -hmm. And what does Wickham say in response to that?
0: He still cherished the hope of more effectually making his fortune by marriage with another lady. He still was clinging on to the hope of... Um, uh, marrying a rich lady. Yeah,
1: I was like, uh, I'm just, don't worry, I'll still marry a rich lady somehow. <laughs> I guess Wickham's reputation isn't going to be sunk by this uh, attempted elopement or whatever. No, but...
0: yeah.
1: I mean, he's already done it once. There's no reason to think that's going to hurt his chances with other women in the future. Well, he's tried, tried to, to do it to.
0: twice. Once with um, Mrs. Sorry, with Miss Darcy, uh-huh. and then with um, Miss King, remember?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think it ever reached this it point. It never reached yeah. that point, but, like,
0: he was still you know, still sliding into Miss King's DMs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but just, like, if you, if you need any more proof, what a what a cad Wickham is, here he is living with a woman, and he's still, like, planning on marrying someone richer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Lydia's still, in his brain, he's like, okay, where, how can I, how can I, like, start mingling with single ladies again? And Lydia is, you know, standing next to him, basically, uh... being like, oh, I'm gonna get become Mrs. Wickham soon, and It's just so freaking villainous. Okay. Under such circumstances, however, uh, he was not likely to be proof against the temptation of immediate relief. Okay. So, under such circumstances, uh under the circumstances being that he is leaving the army, he owes everyone who talks to him some debt of honor. (laughs) Right. And and, he has no money himself. And he has no money Uh himself. um, He was not likely to be proof against the temptation. Of immediate relief. So yes, he was on the one hand still trying to like finagle um, like a wealthier marriage, but on the other hand, you know, because he is so in debt, he is so broke and owes everyone so much money, he's not like he's not like immune to the temptation of immediate relief, meaning getting your debts immediately settled. Getting
1: some cash right now, right? Uh, So even though Wickham would ideally still marry a richer woman, if he could get some cash right now mm-hmm. than me, you know, he he might be able to, uh, or he's not entirely able to resist that, right? Yeah. It's like uh,
0: a, you know, classic, like, bird in the hand versus two in the bush situation. If, in this case, you, like, owe everyone a shit ton of birds or something.
1: Yeah, so even though Wickham first rebuffs Darcy at first about why don't you just marry Lydia, there's, there's still some hope here, right, that he's going to give in. Right,
0: he hasn't be- completely dismissed... Um, a quickie marriage, uh, just so he can come into some cash immediately.
1: That's And <laughs> because he's in very dire straits, right. basically. It's yeah. not exactly liquid right now, <laughs> as, he,
0: as he would say. Um, they they met several times, Darcy and Wickham, for there was much to be discussed. Wickham, of course, wanted more than he could get, but at length was reduced to be reasonable.
1: So they're basically like negotiating the price here. The price of how much is it going to take you to marry Lydia?
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, it is like in the next room or something. In the same room. Oh, in the same room. No, I don't know. I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) Everything being settled between them, Mr. Darcy's next step was to make your uncle acquainted with it, Mr. Gardner. Mm. And he first called in Grace Church Street the evening before I came home.
1: This has all happened without the Gardners knowing anything about it.
0: Right. But Mr. Gardner could not be seen. Yeah, I think this is like mr. bennett is still in london right now He's searching around yeah, <laughs> yeah meanwhile uh, mr. darcy has already found wickham yeah
1: well here we're gonna we're gonna see what uh, okay, go, yeah. Yeah, they're up to um uh
0: yeah okay so yeah mr. darcy was to make your uncle acquainted with it mm. and he first call in grace church street the evening before i came home but mr. Gardner could not be seen and mr. darcy found on further inquiry that your father was still with him but would quit town the next morning.
1: Yes. So, yeah, here we go. The gar- Mr. Gardner and Mr. Bennett are putting their heads together to try to find, <laughs> find Lydia. That's what's happening while Darcy is n- making these negotiations with Wickham.
0: He did not judge your father to be a person whom he could so properly consult as your uncle. Mm-mm. Ouch. And therefore readily postponed seeing him, seeing Mr. Gardner, till after the departure of the former of Mr. Bennett.
1: So, here's some...
0: That is, that's pretty, um, I mean, that is a choice.
1: Uh Yeah, well, this is also this is very funny that, like, Darcy comes to visit Mr. Gardner. Yeah, he, he knocks hears, on the door. Uh-huh.
0: He, the housekeeper maybe is like, oh, he's not in right now. Try again. Like, well,
1: he is in. Oh, he is but in. But he's with Mr.
0: Bennett right now. Well, well, he said he could not be seen because, oh, yeah, Mr. Gardner could not be seen and because. And Mr. Bennett was well, still like, Well, okay, him. all right. He
1: could not be seen. I don't know where he and Mr. Bennett are at that moment.
0: I could just assume they're walking around town. I guess so. Knocking on hotel making doors. Making inquiries. Okay, yeah. okay,
1: okay. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And then, yeah, so probably this is what I'm theorizing. Like, the housekeeper opens the door says, he's not in. He's with Mr. Bennett. They're all around town. You can try again tomorrow. Okay, and then Mr. Darcy, that's when Mr. Darcy learns that uh, Mr. Bennett is still in town.
1: Well, maybe the housekeeper says you can try again later.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and that Mr. Darcy is going to leave the next morning. Okay.
1: Mr. Bennett is going to leave Bennett, the next morning. Yeah. And that's when... Mis- so, Mr. Darcy knocks on the door. The housekeeper's like, Mr. Gardner can't be seen. He's with Mr. Bennett, but you can try again later. And Mr. Darcy... And he can try again later, and Mr. Darcy also finds out that Mr. Bennett's leaving the next morning, Mm -hmm. at which point Darcy makes the decision, I'm going to wait until the next day because I'd rather talk to Mr. Gardner without Mr. Bennett there,
0: right? (laughs) That is, like, a lot of, um, strategizing, a lot of, like, yeah, like, a lot of, like, a lot of decisions being made in that, in that moment. Uh, well, Not in the moment, but, like, in that day, essentially, Mr. Darcy chooses... To like to hold on to this very vital information uh-huh. until Lydia's father is no he's longer gone. in town.
1: Well, I think it's true to Mr. Darcy's character because we know how he feels about Mr. Bennett. Yeah. But we do know he also likes Mr. Gardner. Yes. So he's like, Yeah, they're fishing together. Uh huh. I'd much rather just Mr. Bennett not be <laughs> in the room at this moment. And I think honestly, maybe it's for the best. I, I don't think Mr. Bennett needed to be around for this.:
0: This was an inspired moment uh-huh. for Mr. Darcy, I'd say.
1: Even though it's delaying the real like you said, relaying this important information, he's mm-hmm. like, he makes a calculated choice. <laughs> It'll be better without Mr. Bennett.
0: Um, okay, till yeah, so he's going to postpone seeing Mr. Gardner till after the departure of Mr. Bennett. Mm-hmm. Darcy did not leave his name until the next day, it was only known that a gentleman had called on business. On Saturday, that's probably like the next day when Mr. Bennett left, he came again. Your father was gone, your uncle at home, and, as I said before, they had a great deal of talk together. They met again on Sunday, and then I saw him too. And then I saw him too. Mm -hmm.
1: So I finally saw Mr. Darcy. uh... Yeah,
0: in the flesh. It was not all settled before Monday. As soon as it was, the express was sent off to Longbourn. So, Saturday... Um, was, like, Saturday morning, we can assume Mr. Bennett left. Mr. Darcy calls on Mr. Gardner, and then they talked, and then Sunday, um, they talk some more, Mm -hmm. Mr. Bennett leaves, and Sunday evening, Mrs. Gardner comes home.
1: Yeah, so it's, this conference between Darcy and Mr. Gardner take at least, like, two full days, right? And we're Oh,
0: I should take that back. I think, I think- Saturday evening is when Mrs. Gardner comes home. Because then they meet again on Sunday, and then Mrs. Gardner saw him. Because uh, remember Mrs. Gardner well, said that, like, by the time she got home, it had been settled or something like that.
1: Okay, so Mr. Darcy, he knocks on the door. He learns Mr. Bennett's there, but he's leaving tomorrow, so he decides to come back the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that must have been on a Friday that him and Mr. Gardner talked for the first time. yeah. Oh, wait, no, on Saturday. On on Friday, he comes and learns that Mr. Bennett's there. Mr. Bennett leaves on Saturday. Darcy comes again and talks to Gardner, right? Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, he comes once more, and that's when Mrs. Gardner sees him.
0: I think so, yeah. They met
1: again on Sunday, and then I saw him, too.
0: Right, okay. It
1: was not all settled before Monday, meaning I guess it was settled, like, by Monday, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. and then as soon as it was settled the express the messenger was sent off to Longbourn. Uh-huh.
1: To this is the letter that we saw Mr. Bennett reading to make Mr. Bennett know about like all these negotiations that just happened. <laughs> and so
0: and so in this talk it, it, we can only assume we'll we'll, we'll keep Yeah, it yeah, we're
1: going to about to learn what Mr. Gardner and Darcy were talking about for these full two days on Saturday and Sunday.
0: Mhm. Um okay, the express was sent off to Longbourn, but our visitor Mr. Darcy was very obstinate. I fancy, Lizzie, that obstinacy is the real defect of his character, after all.
1: And what, is, what does it mean to be obstinate again?
0: Like, um, what's the word? Like stubborn? Stubborn, that's yeah. what I
1: think, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Gardner's being a little, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek here, but mm-hmm. she's like, pride is not Darcy's problem, it's stubbornness, right?
0: <laughs> he has been accused of many faults at different times by you, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the true one his obstinacy. Mm-hmm. Nothing was to be done that he did not do himself, though I am sure, and do, I do not speak it to be thanked, therefore say nothing about it, your uncle would most readily have settled the whole.
1: Okay, so Mrs. Gardner's like, Darcy's only defect really is his stubbornness, right? His mm-hmm. obstinacy. And what was it that he was so obstinate about?
0: Uh, basically that he had to take care of everything all by himself.
1: Meaning, really What? he was going to pay off. He was going to pay for it. Wickham, yeah. Nothing was to be done, he did not do himself, really, that he was going to pay all of it, right? Yeah. He wasn't going to accept money from anyone. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure, and I do, don't say this to be thanked, therefore don't say anything about it to Mr. Gardner, right, mm-hmm. that Mr. Gardner would have put all this money down if Darcy hadn't insisted.
0: So I think we can assume it's not really like $10,000, or sorry, 10,000 pounds. It's probably less than it's that. It's
1: probably less. Well, yeah, I think the the... Like, clue that Wickham (laughs) needs money so badly that he'd be willing to give up his plan of marrying a rich woman is, like, he'll take what he can get at this time, right? Yeah. it it is, it's enough that Gardner would have paid it if he, if Darcy hadn't insisted. That's true. But I think we can assume this is what they were talking about, these two full days. They were, like, arguing over, it was like, who's gonna pick up the bill, right? They were arguing who, who's gonna pay it. The bill
0: of Lydia's marriage. Uh Uh-huh. They battled it together for a long time, which was more than either the gentleman or lady concerned in it deserved. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. But at last, your uncle was forced to yield, and instead of being allowed to be use of to his niece, was forced to put up with only having the probable credit of it, which went sorely against the grain.
1: Right. Remember, Gardner never said. I I put down the money, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, he gave Mr. Bennett other like sums to make him feel like that. Mr. Bennett was paying it, right?
0: Yeah, like, oh, Mr. Bennett helped. <laughs>
1: but Mr. Gardner knew that it was going to seem like he had put down the money.
0: Right, he just uh-huh. said that the debts were settled and that they weren't that bad. Right. <laughs> and I really believe your letter this morning gave him great pleasure, gave Mr. Gardner great pleasure, because it required an explanation that would rob him of his borrowed feathers... And give the praise where it was due. Mm-hmm. So it's all—it's probably like a relief. To, Mrs. Gardner saying it's basically a relief for Mr. Gardner that Elizabeth asked about it because now Mr. Gardner can sort of like confess and like tell tell someone, tell Elizabeth that, like, actually, no, it, w- it wasn't me who took care of it. It was Darcy. Uh,
1: as any person of honor, I would hope, yeah. does, does not feel good about taking the credit for <laughs> something they didn't do. Right? Yeah, would rob uh, him
0: of his borrowed feathers. <laughs>
1: that's a fun uh, little turn of phrase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, Lizzie, this must go no farther than yourself or Jane at most. So keep this to yourself, and if you have to, only tell Jane. <laughs> you know pretty well, I suppose, that what has been done for the young... You know pretty well, I suppose, what has been done for the young people.
1: like Meaning Lydia and Wickham. Yeah, you yeah. know,
0: like, yeah, all that is.
1: And what is, what is it been, that has been done?
0: The paying off the debts? Yeah, Paying yeah. off Wickham? I think
1: Mrs. Gardner's like, you can probably guess, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. what they did to convince Wickham, mm-hmm. right?
0: His debts are to be paid, amounting, I believe, to considerably more than a thousand pounds. Another thousand, in addition to her own, settled upon her and his commission purchased. So okay. Now we're getting to the brass. Yeah,
1: hats. yeah. Uh-huh. So, Darcy put down a thousand pounds for his debts, right?
0: More than a thousand.
1: More, to, considerably more than a thousand. I, yeah, more than a thousand. That's how much Darcy put down for Wickham's debts, mm-hmm. and then another thousand. In addition to the thousand that Lydia was going to get from her mother, mm-hmm. Darcy gave to her, right? Yeah. So Darcy then he paid off Wickham's debts, which were more than a thousand. Mm-hmm. And then he gave another thousand to Lydia, right? Mm-hmm. And then he bought off. Wait,
0: Wick- another thousand in addition to her own settled upon her. So another da- thousand on top of the thousand that Lydia would bring to the table.
1: Right. So, yeah, Lydia. Gets the thousand from her mother, right? Yeah. And then Darcy's putting another thousand in on top of that. Yeah.
0: And then, at the cherry on top, mm-hmm. bought his commission.
1: Right. Because in order for... Like, Wickham still had more time to serve in this corpse. Yeah. But the only way to get out of it would be to, like, pay pay off your commission. Mm-hmm. Like, give him a bunch of money, and then you'd be, I'm done. Yeah. So, be able to be done with it. Yeah. I don't know how much that would have cost.
0: Who knows. The reason why all this was to be done by him alone was such as I have given above.
1: By Darcy alone, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It was owing to him, to his reserve, and want of proper consideration, that Wickham's character had been so misunderstood and consequently that he had been received and noticed as he was. By Lydia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Perhaps there was some truth in this, though I doubt whether his reserve, or anybody's reserve, can be answerable for the event. Mm
1: -hmm. So yeah, Mrs. Gardner is like, I'm not so certain... uh, Like, I don't know. Even if this is what Darcy says, I don't think it's really Darcy's fault, right? Right. Uh, I don't think anything he could have said would have stopped Lydia from doing this. Mm
0: -hmm. But in spite of all this fine talking, my dear Lizzie, you may rest perfectly assured that your uncle would never have yielded if he had not given him, sorry, if we had not given him credit for another interest in the affair.
1: Okay, and now you're getting down to brass tax, right brass tacks, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the so. brass
0: tacks of love
1: uh yeah so
0: in spite of all this fine talking, uh, on darcy's part
1: instead of in spite <laughs> of everything darcy's saying about oh i should have made the world know made wickham's <laughs> character known to the world yeah, right this is my uh, albatross
0: to bear i have to now i have to like settle i have to write this wrong
1: yeah that's what that's what darcy said but when it really came down to it gardner would have never let him pay all this money Unless he had given him credit for another interest in the affair. Unless Gardner had believed that Darcy had another interest in paying all this money, yeah. which would be what?
0: That Darcy loves Elizabeth. Right. When all this was resolved on, he Darcy returned again to his friends, who were still staying at Pemberley. Mm-hmm. But it was agreed that he should be in London once more when the wedding took place and all money matters were then to receive the last finish. Right. Tie up all the loose ends. And I
1: think it's that's also Darcy wants to make sure that Wickham's actually going to do it. He knows what yeah. like a slippery eel of a person he is. Yeah,
0: he's there with again a shotgun in hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right.
1: Well, with the money, with the <laughs> the banknotes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe I have now told you everything. It is a relation which you which you tell me is to give you great surprise. I hope at least it will not afford you any displeasure. Lydia came to us, and Wickham had constant admission to the house. He was exactly what he had been when I knew him in Hertfordshire. But I would not tell you how little I was satisfied with her behavior while she stayed with us, if I had not perceived, by Jane's letter last Wednesday, that her conduct on coming home was exactly a- of a piece with it. And therefore, what I now tell you can give you no fresh pain. <laughs> alright, let's Okay, alright,
1: alright, all right, yeah. so...
0: Wickham was...
1: uh, Well, Darcy makes these agreements with Wickham. And Lydia comes to stay with the gardeners, right? Mm -hmm. And the gardeners let Wickham visit her whenever he wanted to. And he was exactly what he had been... Wickham was exactly what he had been in Hertfordshire, which is what?
0: Just charming and...
1: Uh-huh, ingratiating. yeah. Yeah, right. However lydia she was not very satisfied mrs gardner was not satisfied with her behavior right Mm -hmm. and mrs gardner wouldn't tell elizabeth about how terribly lydia acted except jane already sent a letter to her that basically confirmed that lydia's been acting the same way around the bennett's too right yeah Yeah. so mrs gardner's like i'm i hesitate to tell you how terribly lydia acted while she was staying with us but i will because i know that she's acting the same way around you guys right
0: yeah, because she acts exactly the same way as she uh, in London as she did when she returned home. Uh-huh,
1: and for that reason, it's not going to give you any new pain if I tell you how terribly she acted around us.
0: I talked to her repeatedly in the most serious manner, represent- representing to her all the wickedness of what she had done and all the unhappiness she had brought on her family. So we remember Lydia giving her uh, version of that story, which is that Mrs. Gardner was horrid to us. Perfectly horrible
1: to me. Perfectly horrid. Yeah. yeah. It was basically like she was bothering me while I was trying to get dressed. Yeah, Yeah. she was so busy
0: (laughs) sermonizing me when all I could think about was Wickham's blue coat. Um, Okay. If she heard me, if Lydia heard me, it was by good luck, for I am sure she did not listen.
1: Uh, If she heard anything, it was just incidentally, because she was (laughs) trying to block me out as best as she could
0: i was sometimes quite provoked but then i recollected my dear elizabeth and jane for their sakes had patience with her that's and actually- for their sorry and for their sakes had patience with her
1: we got to imagine how frustrating it would be to be mrs gardner to be like hey you know we're barely like saving your reputation here lydia like your place in society and we're bringing you into my home and i'm like trying to give you some advice and you were like tuning it all out right
0: well yeah because as we know in lydia's in lydia's brain she doesn't think she did anything wrong she did exactly what she set out to do which is to marry Uh huh. okay um If you guys hear background noise, by the way, we're sorry about that. It's just, it can't be helped.
1: Just so many carriages passing (laughs) by.
0: Uh, Carriages and Uh phaetons.
1: Yeah. Oh, and Mrs. Gardner would have, like, lost her temper with Lydia, really, but she restrained herself because of her affection for Elizabeth and Jane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Darcy was punctual in his return, and as Lydia informed you, attended the wedding. He dined with us the next day, and was to leave town again on Wednesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. So that's... That's that. That's what happened.
1: Also, I don't know, like, this has already been well-established by the fact that Darcy has spent so much time with the Gardeners, but it really is, it's just another little proof of how he, uh, you know, is not, like, as proud as was made out to be, that he's going to have dinner now at Grace Church Street, right, in this industrial part of London. Yeah.
0: Remember, like, remember who would be caught dead in Grace Church Street was uh, Miss Bingley. Miss Bingley, yeah. Um, Alright, this part I really like. Will you be very angry with me, my dear Lizzie, if I take this opportunity of saying what I was never bold enough to say before, how much I like him. His behavior to us has, in every respect, been as pleasing as when we were in Derbyshire. His understanding and opinions all please me. He wants nothing but a little more liveliness. (laughs) And that, if he marry prudently, his wife may teach him. Mm. I thought him very sly. He hardly ever mentioned your name.
1: He did mention it at least a little. (laughs)
0: But slyness seems the fashion, because you also are not telling me anything Uh either, Elizabeth. Uh
1: So this is Mrs. Gardner's, like, I know you've never, like, sanctioned me to say this, because we've never actually talked about Darcy, but here are are my blessings, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a good guy. He's just a little, he just needs a little liveliness, which if he marries you, he'll definitely get that, Right.
0: Right. I also think maybe, like, now that Mrs. Gardner has divulged everything she knows about Elizabeth, like, she has Uh, done Elizabeth a huge favor by spilling all of Darcy's secrets, she now sort of, like, thinks she has the right to then tell Elizabeth what she really feels about Darcy. uh, Pray forgive me if I have been very presuming, or at least do not punish me so far as to exclude me from P. What is P? Pemberley. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just, like, it's also, like, Mrs. Gardner is like, okay, can we drop the facade? Like, I know, you know, I know mm-hmm. that you and Darcy are like a thing. Well, she also it's true that she thinks that they have they are closer than they actually are. Yes. But she perceives that there is like a shared affection she is between her- the two. Yeah,
0: she's getting to the heart of it.
1: And if least. anything Oh I'm sorry, go ahead. No what? Well, she's seen more of Darcy like recently oh, at yeah. this point than Elizabeth has. That's
0: true. And he Uh, has mentioned Elizabeth's name at least one time.
1: And then this is funny. Forgive me if I've been very presuming, or at least don't punish me as far as to exclude me from Pemberley. So I'm sorry if I'm presuming something that's not true. But uh, and I,
0: but I hope you won't punish me by excluding me from your future home which with is, the with the person that I am already presuming you're with.
1: Right, which is doubling down on the presumption. Yeah, uh, this is
0: Missus Gardner like being a little, little, a little sly. Yeah, a little yeah.
1: Here's some slyness herself, like because it's the fashion, right? <laughs> and I guess that's th- calling it P instead of Pemberley is, yeah. is slyness. <laughs>
0: I shall never be quite happy till I have been all round the park. Because mm. remember, they visited part of Pemberley. Well, it's so big. You yeah. can't see it in one day. So she's uh... like, well, I hope you won't exclude me from P because I do so wish to see the whole park. Right. A low phaeton with a nice little pair of ponies would be the very thing. But I must write no more. The children have been wanting me this half hour. Yours very sincerely, M. Gardner. Hmm.
1: Uh, there's another little... Uh... A little bit at the end of this letter of what we saw when they visited Pemberley, kind of equating Darcy the man with Pemberley the ah, property, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I shall never be happy till I've been all around the park. But I feel like that also could be shorthand till like till I know Darcy better, kind of, right?
0: Yeah, don't exclude me from P. Don't exclude me from your flirtations with Darcy. Don't hide your relationship with Darcy from me. Uh-huh. And also,
1: you being able to invite me to Pemberley equals marriage to Darcy. You yeah, know. yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> That's very funny. I guess now that the the emergency is over, they can go back to being joking.
1: Right. Uh-huh. Okay, well, here, I'll pick up. Thank you for reading that long letter. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't, I don't know if there's anything to this, but no paragraphs in that whole letter. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that... Is just like a stylistic choice to show that it's a letter or if maybe people didn't write with paragraphs and letters to save space
0: maybe also um, she did say that she took the whole after the whole morning to write it so she must have just been like sitting there the entire time like she spent the in- like it wasn't like she came back and forth and picked uh, up the letter right, and right started again. yeah this was like all in one sitting it seems like
1: okay well if you know more information about that than me please feel free to mm-hmm. email us so then we go back in the narration and it says the contents of this letter threw Elizabeth into a flutter of spirits in which it was difficult to determine whether pleasure or pain bore the greatest share. So she just gets, she gets thrown into a flutter of spirits and mm-hmm. she doesn't know she's more pleased by this information or pained by it. Right. Mm-hmm. The vague and unsettled suspicions, which uncertainty had produced of what Mr. Darcy might've been doing to forward her sister's match which she had feared to encourage, as an exertion of goodness too great to be probable, and at the same time dreaded to be just from the pain of obligation, were proved beyond their greatest extent to be true. All right, let's break this down a little. This a very long sentence. Mm-hmm. So the vague and unsettled suspicions that Elizabeth had, which her uncertainty had produced, of what Mr. Darcy might have done to make Lydia's marriage happen, right? Mm-hmm. These suspicions that Elizabeth had feared to encourage because they would have been an exertion of goodness too great to be probable, right?
0: Yeah. And at the
1: same time, Elizabeth also dreaded that these suspicions would be true because and that would put her under the pain of obligation, right? Yeah. yeah. Dreaded to... Go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, the, the Bennet's obligation to Mr. Mr. Darcy. Right,
1: right. Dreaded to be just, I think, means dreaded to be true. hmm So Elizabeth has these suspicions that Darcy did something to make Lydia's marriage happen but at, at the same time she feared to encourage these suspicions because she thought they'd be too good to be true and also she dreaded that the suspicions be true because then that would put the Bennets under obligation to Darcy right yeah
0: and, and she, maybe more even specifically Elizabeth
1: yeah Andrew right Carsey. because she knows who he's doing this for yeah and despite Oh, well, and now, after Elizabeth has read the letter, she realizes that, yes, these suspicions are true, right? Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. To the greatest extent.
0: Yep. These suspicions that she had both feared to encourage and also dreaded to be true, were true! Are, in (laughs) fact, true. Yes. Uh
1: (laughs) Darcy had followed them purposely to town. He had taken on himself all the trouble and mortification attendant on such research. Uh, also, I guess we haven't really mentioned this, but it would be super awkward to be going around like, hey, have you seen my daughter and, like, a man? They're not married, right? Yeah, uh-huh. well, it
0: would have had to been like, yeah, have you seen a gentleman and a young woman? Like, how do you even, like, it's not like they're going to, like, proclaim that they are unmarried. It's the... just, it's just, it's an impossible search. Uh-huh.
1: This is not, like, fun sleuthing. mm <laughs> Uh, sleuthing through sludge. Okay, yeah. Darcy had fallen them purposely into town. He had taken on himself all the trouble and mortification attendant on such research, in which supplication had been necessary to a woman who he must abominate and despise, <laughs> and where he was reduced to meet, frequently meet, reason with, persuade, and finally bribe the man whom he always most wished to avoid, and whose very name was punishment to him to pronounce. Mm okay
0: yeah he spent basically his entire adult life trying to get away from wickham Mm -hmm. and now he is like he is like ankle deep in wickham shit
1: (laughs) that's another reason why it's particularly mortifying to darcy to like have to find them out because like first he's got to talk to mrs young who he hates Mm -hmm. and ultimately he's trying to find wickham who is his greatest enemy (laughs) yeah he has Uh, to have
0: like full like full-length conversations with this man who like Basically tried to abduct his sister and has basically besmirched Darcy's name every chance he can get.
1: Right. And he has to work with the woman who aided Wickham in trying to abduct his sister. Right? Yeah, good God. Not only does he have to, like, just talk to her, he has to reason and bargain with and finally bribe her, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's what it says. Finally... So he, it had been necessary to meet with the woman whom he must abominate and despise, and where he was reduced to meet, frequently meet, reason with, persuade, and finally bribe Wickham, right, yeah. who, the man he most wished to avoid. So Elizabeth in her head is just going over, like, how, <laughs> how awkward and embarrassing and, like, impressive it is that Darcy did all yeah. of this, right? Yeah,
0: it is, what it, what's this here? A supplication. It is him, like... Supplicating to this these horrible people.
1: And it's just more of like Darcy has got to give up his pride to do all this, right? These these are not the actions of a proud man.
0: Yeah, you're really Darcy is getting a good scrub down in this endeavor to find Lydia and Wickham and get them married, all for all to um, deserve Elizabeth.
1: Right. Yeah. And what's worse. He had done all this for a girl whom he could neither regard nor esteem, meaning Lydia. Lydia. Meaning Lydia. So (laughs) he did all this just to save the reputation of a girl who he, like, thinks lowly of, Mm -hmm. right? Who really doesn't deserve regard or esteem, honestly. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth's heart did whisper that Darcy had done it for her. But it was a hope shortly checked by other considerations, and she soon felt that even her vanity was insufficient when required to depend on his affection for her, for a woman who had recent who had already refused him, as able to overcome a sentiment so natural as abhorrence against relationship with Wickham. Mm. Okay. So
0: her heart did whisper. She's like, "Wow, he did all of this for a girl that he like doesn't even like." Uh-huh. But then. Her heart did whisper that he had done it for her. Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, is
1: hearing like this whisper in her brain, like, hey, it's for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> this is all for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it was a hope shortly checked by other considerations. Right. Um, and, as, and she soon felt that even her vanity was insufficient. Even Elizabeth's vanity was insufficient when required to depend on his affection for her, for a woman who had already refused him, mm-hmm. as able to overcome a sentiment so natural as abhorrence against relationship with Wickham.
1: So Elizabeth's like, hey, I think the whispering is he did it for you is like, he still wants to marry you, right? Yeah. But then Elizabeth's thinking, she thinks for a second, Darcy might still want to marry me, but then she remembers, like, that it requires an incredible amount of vanity to think this man that you would have, who you've already refused, will want to marry you now that you are the sister-in-law of his greatest enemy, right?
0: Right, Yeah.
1: Brother-in-law of Wickham. Oh well, and then the implication of that would be if he if he were to marry Elizabeth, then he would become brother-in-law of Wickham. Yep. Brother-in-law of Wickham. Every kind of pride must revolt from the connection.
0: Not even just Darcy's pride. Every, every kind, kind of pride. Uh-huh. Who would want to be Darcy? Or sorry, who would want to be Wickham's brother-in-law? Who
1: would want to? Yeah. Who would
0: want to be related to Wickham?
1: Who would want to be the brother-in-law of your most hated enemy? <laughs> Darcy had done had to be sure. Done much, she was ashamed to think how much, but he had given a reason for his interference, which asked no extraordinary stretch of belief. It was reasonable that he should feel he had been wrong. He had liberality, and he had means of exer- exercising it, and though she would not place herself at his, as his principal inducement, she could perhaps believe the remaining partiality for her might assist his endeavors in a cause where her peace of mind must be materially concerned. (laughs) Okay, so then Elizabeth's like, but wait, he gave a reason, and that's not such a crazy stretch of belief, that he just felt he had been wrong in not making Wickham's true character known. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we know he's a liberal and charitable person, and also he's rich, so he has the means of putting this money down. And even though... I would never say I'm his principal inducement for acting this way. Maybe like some remaining partiality for me might have motivated Darcy, right?
0: Yeah, where my uh, my peace of mind must be materially concerned. So maybe like he was sort of doing it for the sake of my feelings. Uh-huh. If that's not the number 1 reason, maybe it's a it's a close number 2.
1: Right. It wasn't primarily for me, <laughs> Elizabeth saying, but you know, he was thinking about me a little. <laughs> It was painful, exceedingly painful, to know that they were under obligations to a person who could never receive a return.
0: There's nothing nothing in the world Elizabeth can do will, will like even come close to sort of paying back Darcy for what he's done.
1: Mm-hmm. They owed the restoration of Lydia, her character, everything to him. Oh, how heartily did she grieve over every ungracious sensation she had ever encouraged. Every saucy speech she had ever directed towards him. <laughs> every ungracious sensation she had ever encouraged. Like, every, like, ungracious thought about Darcy that she had ever allowed herself to keep thinking, <laughs> right? And every saucy speech she had directed towards Darcy. For herself, she was humbled. But she was proud of him. Proud that in a cause of compassion and honor, he had been able to get the better of himself. Ah. So, uh, Elizabeth is humbled that Darcy would go to this extent, but she's also, like, proud of... She's, like, I don't know, this is another kind of, like, full circle. Like, now she has gone to being proud of Darcy, kind of, as if, like, (laughs) he's something of herself, right? Yeah, Uh like, it's
0: like he's almost... she's almost proud of him for being able to learn humility (laughs) for
1: having come so far yeah 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 so like for acting in a way in this certain cause that is most certainly mortifying to him but he's able to get over all of it right Mm -hmm. she read over her aunt's commendation of him again and again it was hardly enough but it pleased her i think it meant like to read it over and over again was hardly enough right Mm -hmm. or do you think it means the commendation of him
0: I think it's like the last part of the yeah. This basically when Missus Garner said that she liked him.
1: You think so? You think the commendation in Elizabeth's eyes is hardly enough? Is that like, what that means?
0: Yeah, I think it's like Missus Garner could have said more.
1: Uh huh. Like okay. This yeah, doesn't
0: yeah. even. Now it's, like, now it's like Elizabeth's like this doesn't even do Darcy uh, justice. How how great a man he is.
1: This is a paltry commendation, <laughs> but it still pleases her. Elizabeth was even sensible of some pleasure, though mixed with regret and finding how steadfastly both she and her uncle had been persuaded that affection and confidence subsided between Darcy... Subsisted. Oh, uh, subsisted between Darcy and herself. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it even pleases her a little bit, although she's a little ashamed of it, that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gardner basically are convinced that her and Darcy are engaged already, right?
0: Yeah. It. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of like she's like, oh, I'm glad that someone else saw that he seems to also... Um, like me. Uh, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that's something that people can understand. Don't you want, like... I don't know if you necessarily want, like, your friends to think of that, like, a relationship you have with someone you care for is greater than it actually is. But maybe you're not gonna... Maybe you're gonna enjoy it a little bit, right? If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Elizabeth was roused from her seat. Remember, she is out in the Little Woods area reading yeah. all this on a bench.
0: The copes.
1: She was aroused from her seat and her reflection... By reflections by someone's approach and before she could strike into another path she was overtaken by Wickham I'll
0: be Wickham okay I am afraid I interrupt your solitary ramble my dear sister he said as he joined her you Ew. already
1: taking on wow. yeah I know <laughs> like so incestuous kind of s- yeah sounding. yeah oh
0: did I disturb you my dear sister uh. whom I was just flirting with months ago <laughs>
1: Uh, you certainly do, Elizabeth replied with a smile. Yeah, you are interrupting me. <laughs> but it does not follow that the interruption must be unwelcome.
0: Not not that your interruption was unwelcome, but just that some interruptions are not unwelcome. Must
1: be unwelcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what I'm saying is, your interruption was unwelcome. <laughs> I should be sorry indeed if it were. We were always good friends. And now we are better. <laughs> Shut the
1: fuck up. Why do you think the the we is italicized? We were always good friends. Because <sighs> he's
0: still, I think he's still trying to tap into that, like, connection that he had with Elizabeth. Uh-huh. He's, like, completely forgotten about that he's married to Lydia. Like, he is actually married to Lydia right now.
1: Can we, I think, I don't know. I don't know why Wickham's out there, if it's with the express purpose of finding Elizabeth or not, but I'm sure he's not sorry to come across her in this way.
0: Mm-mm. Alone in the woods. Uh-huh.
1: And it's also pretty impertinent to like bring that up right now when I'm your sister's husband. Like, weren't we always good friends, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Were we
0: about to get engaged? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but don't worry, now we're even better friends that we're in the same family. Aww. Elizabeth says, True. Are the others coming out?
0: Meaning like, Help, uh, stranger is it just danger. You? <laughs> I do not know. Mrs. Bennett and Lydia are going in the carriage to Meryton. And so, my dear sister, I find from our uncle and aunt, our uncle and aunt, uh-huh. the gardeners, that you have actually seen Pemberley. I love
1: how quickly he's ingratiated himself into this uh, family. So,
0: Ugh. yeah. And of course,
1: he's gonna start talking about Darcy and Pemberley. No, yeah, now. It doesn't even uh-huh. skip a beat. He's yeah. just like,
0: oh yeah, he's that is always the topic of choice on 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 his mind. Whenever he sees Elizabeth, it's like he wants to talk about Darcy.
1: I, yeah, I guess that's just his, like, favorite subject, is, like, how wrong I was by Darcy, right? Yeah. Uh, Uh, Elizabeth replied in the affirmative.
0: I almost envy you the pleasure, and yet I believe it would be too much for me or else I could take it in my way to Newcastle.
1: That's where he's going to be restationed. Yeah. And so he's like, it would almost be, it's almost too much for me to handle emotionally. Otherwise, I'd go visit Pemberley. Mm. Like, he would not be welcome to visit Pemberley. No. Uh
0: Uh-uh. And you saw that the old housekeeper, I suppose. Poor Reynolds. She was always very fond of me. But of course, she did not mention my name to you.
1: Okay, what does Mrs. Reynolds say about Wickham?
0: That he had, what was it? Like, he had become a very wild yeah, person. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. It's interesting that... So, okay, that's a lie, that she's always very fond of me. <laughs> but it's interesting this, of course she did not mention my name to you.
0: Just, you know, dropping that bait, you know? But, uh, yeah, she wouldn't have said my name to you, would she? Uh-huh. Because he's trying to suss out what... to what extent Elizabeth knows about Wickham's true character. He's right. like He's, like, trying to... Gain intel of, like, who has Elizabeth spoken to that knows me? And therefore, how much does she know about my misdeeds? Uh-huh. Or in his mind, his deeds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, like, yeah, other interpretations of his deeds, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Elizabeth said, yes, Mrs. Reynolds did.
0: <laughs> and what did she say?
1: That you were gone into the army, and she was afraid had not turned out well. At such a distance as that, you know, things are strangely misrepresented. What is this? Again, say? a double
0: entendre. Well, double meaning there. Like, things things are strangely misrepresented. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, you've misrepresented yourself. You've misrepresented Darcy. You've misrepresented Miss Darcy. Okay,
1: well, that's the subtext. Yeah. Like, yeah. what Wickham, what the. What Elizabeth is saying, the interpretation Wickham would want to hear is that Mrs. Reynolds had nothing good to say about you. But, mm. you know, like, she's far away. Things get, like, lost in communication yeah. sometimes. But, like, you were saying, the subtext is, like, yeah, also, you misrepresented what happened during your time <laughs> at Pemberley,
0: right? It is a nice, like, Elizabeth is, we'll see it in the time when she is being very, um, when she's bearing. She's being very careful about how she speaks. She speaks in, like, universals. Because in in speaking in a universal, you're not, you sort of get away with, like, not speaking about the person directly.
1: Right. You straddle this line of, like, what she talks about before, like, sounding like the most polite while also, like, only being truthful, right? Yeah, uh, right. Putting the, telling the truth, but telling it slant. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so she says, certainly at such a distance as that, you know, things are strangely misrepresented.
0: Certainly, he replied, biting his lips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why does he bite his lips here?
0: Because he's, I think, still trying to, like, figure out what Elizabeth means by that, right?
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think he's just, like, he's a little nervous now. Mm -hmm. He's, like, showing, like, a little bit of, uh, it's like, uh uh-oh, what did she find out about me, Yeah, like, why Uh isn't she,
0: like, shitting on Darcy like we used to, like old chums? (laughs) Okay, Elizabeth hoped she had silenced him, but he soon afterwards said, I was surprised to see Darcy in town last month in London. We passed each other several times. I wonder what he could be doing there. That is so brazen I know. of him.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, there's a, Wickham doesn't want anyone to find out about what Darcy did. That's going to hurt his reputation, I right. think. Right,
0: but it's also like Wickham also doesn't know whether or not Elizabeth knows uh-huh. so it is a he's like taking a huge gamble by being just just be like oh yeah and i saw darcy a couple times i wonder what he was doing in london so when he was like we all know the only reason he was in london was to get you to marry lydia it's also
1: great this is happening immediately after the elizabeth letter. finds out what yeah. darcy was doing in london and he has like the balls to say mm-hmm. oh i passed him a couple times i wonder what he was doing there yeah. you know? twisting my arm to <laughs> get to the church uh-huh. <laughs> Elizabeth says, perhaps preparing for his marriage with Mr. Berg. It must be something particular to take him there at this time of year. So that's kind of joking with old Wickham there. Maybe he's getting ready to marry Mr. Berg, right? Mm
0: -hmm. It also like helps with like, I don't know, I think maybe like, um, what's the word, like th- throwing off the scent uh-huh. of Wickham, perhaps thinking Elizabeth has sort of taken to Darcy, or and vice versa.
1: Right, throwing Wickham off the scent and also like making fun of him at the same time, within <laughs> Elizabeth's own head. Yeah. And she's like, and this is, I guess, he would have been in London out of season, so that would, <laughs> he would not normally have been there this time of year.
0: Right. Um, undoubtedly. Did you see him while you were at Lambton? I thought I understood from the gardeners that you did he's really like not letting this go uh, elizabeth wants to get out of this conversation he's like not letting her go
1: he i think he's trying to find out what the relationship between her and darcy is yeah maybe he suspects it
0: i think he also i think he wants not just that but specifically does elizabeth know that darcy bribed yeah to marry that's Lydia? true uh,
1: i'm sure wickham must have his suspicions about why what darcy's motivations would have been
0: mm.
1: okay uh yes, we did see Darcy and Lambton. He introduced us to his sister.
0: And do you like her? Very much. Another loss for Wickham. Uh
1: yeah, Wickham was also trying to turn her against Miss Darcy when they first met.
0: He goes, I have heard indeed that she is uncommonly improved within this year or two. When I saw when I last saw her, she was not very promising. <laughs> As in she didn't promise to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I am very glad you liked her. I hope she will turn out well.
1: I dare say she will, Elizabeth said. She has got over the most trying age,
0: Of when she was almost abducted. Uh-huh. <laughs> also
1: a very similar age to when you abducted Lydia Wickham, yeah. yeah, so. Oh god.
0: Did you go to the village of Kimpton? So now he's like switching topics.
1: Uh-huh. I do not recollect that we did.
0: I mention it because it is the living which I ought to have had a most delightful place excellent parsonage house it would have suited me in every respect
1: just like the old wickham yeah. he can't resist talking about this one wrong that he suffered right
0: how many like schemes ago was he even supposed to get that living like how, like in the time between when he was supposed to get the living and now, he has, like, tried to run away with Georgiana, mm-hmm. um, enlisted in the army, left the army, and married Lydia. And now he's um, still talking about something that he supposedly lost who knows how long ago. There were definitely
1: countless debts and flirtations in between. <laughs> uh, that would be a good name of the, the Wickham story, debts and flirtations, Debt and <laughs> maybe. Debts and flirtations, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, also like if we think back the reason that he gave up the the living is because he needed some cash up front, similar to why he marries Lydia. So it's a it's a repeating pattern with Wickham.
0: He just always he just never um he never thinks far ahead. He's always he's always like right on the edge of like complete like of like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know, going to debtor's jail, I yeah, guess, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's like, <laughs> "What? It, it was an excellent parsonage house. It yeah. would have suited me in every respect, being a preacher also. <laughs> or a clergyman, rather. Elizabeth says, how should you have liked making sermons?
0: He goes, exceedingly well. I should have considered it as part of my duty, because it is your duty, <laughs> and the exertion would soon have been nothing. Of of making sermons yeah one ought not to repine but i'm going to <laughs> but to be sure it would have been such a thing for me such a thing <laughs> Such a thing. the quiet the retirement of such a life would have answered all my ideas of happiness
1: that's not true that's, that's not what wickham wants no he doesn't want a quiet retired life
0: but it was not to be because i i sold it <laughs> Did you ever hear Darcy mention the circumstance when you were in Kent? The circumstance uh-huh. of the, of the living that he stole from me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also trying to suss out what Elizabeth knows. Uh-huh. Also, this question: How should you have liked making sermons? Is definitely sarcastic and biting, like to the man who just abducted your sister, right? <laughs> uh, Elizabeth says, "I have heard from authority, which I thought as good." That it was left you con- that the living was left to you conditionally only, and at the will of the present patron. So he's like, "Did Darcy ever tell you about what happened with the living while you were in Kent?" And Elizabeth's like, "I have heard from an authority that sh- that I thought was as good as Darcy, right? Mm-hmm. That the living was only left to you conditionally, and it was at the will of the present patron, A.K.A. our Mister Darcy, right?" Yes.
0: So. So she's not saying yes I heard it from Darcy, but she's saying I heard it from an authority as good as Darcy. Right. And I was like I was trying to remember like who told her about Wickham's living and I guess the place we heard it from first was Darcy's letter. So I guess this is Elizabeth's way to sort of circumvent saying yes Darcy told me about the living by saying by because it was technically Darcy's letter that uh-huh. told her. So she she doesn't have to say yes it was Darcy. She can say it was an authority as good as Darcy. Yeah, his written
1: hand. <laughs>
0: um Yeah. You you have. You have heard from authority. Good mm-hmm. good authority. Yeah. Yes, there was something in that. I told you so from the first, you may remember.
1: So Wickham is just trying to like basically make up a whole new story for what happened yeah this
0: is classic gaslighting uh, it's like yeah i said that to you remember <laughs> i like... guess
1: you don't remember but yeah <laughs> i told you that was the case <laughs> elizabeth says i did hear too that there was a time when sermon making was not so palatable to you as it seems to be at present that you actually declared your resolution of never taking orders never joining the clergy and that the business had been comp- compromised accordingly
0: So I think this is a continuation of what she learned from the letter, Mm -hmm. that sermon-making was not palatable to him. That he did
1: not want to be in the clergy, yeah. I think
0: the term never taking orders is verbatim from the letter. Mm. Darcy saying that Wickham had no intention of taking orders.
1: And that the business had been compromised accordingly. Meaning, I guess that's like, and you and Darcy reached an agreement. Yeah. According to your, (laughs) the distaste you had for being a clergyman at that time, right? Mm -hmm.
0: You did. You did hear that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was not wholly without foundation.
1: It was not entirely untrue what you heard, right?
0: You may remember what I told you on that point when we first talked of it. What?
1: Yeah, he didn't mention anything about how I didn't want to be a part of the clergy. I can't remember... No, he didn't. He didn't, okay. uh, And he definitely didn't say anything about how it was left... Well, he did kind of mention that Darcy thought it was conditional... Mm. But he also says that it wasn't.
0: Well, I think, yeah, because Wickham told Elizabeth, all the way in the beginning, Wickham told Elizabeth that it was basically like a handshake agreement with the elder Mr. Darcy.
1: It was like nothing a man of honor could reject, right? Right, Uh And then Darcy,
0: the loathsome Darcy, um, rejected it. And that's why Wickham is now where he is. But there was nothing, I don't think there was anything said about Wickham not wanting to be... the clergy. I don't think so. But if if you guys remember, please let us know. But as far as we can remember, and maybe this is just him gaslighting us, you (laughs) know, that I can't remember him ever saying that he was not interested in joining the clergy. He did
1: mention something about the conditional element, but he was basically like no man of honor could ever reject that. So he does cover his tracks a little bit there, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember anything of like, oh yeah, it was distasteful to me. They were almost, They were now almost at the door of the house, for she had walked fast to get rid of him. So they were walking towards the house this whole time, and she's trying to get rid of him. Yeah. And unwilling, for her sister's sake, Lydia's, to provoke Wickham, Elizabeth only said in reply, with a good-humored smile, Come, Mr. Wickham, we are brother and sister, you know. Do not let us quarrel about the past. In future, I hope we shall always be of one mind.
0: What does that mean?
1: I don't know. What do you think that means?
0: Maybe she's like I hope I hope you'll drop the act.
1: Maybe you'll come around in the future, right? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe you'll grow up a little bit.
0: I hope we shall be always of one mind.
1: It's it's kind of just like a little punctuation to this conversation they've yeah. been having where she is like basically disputing everything that he's told her in the past, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I hope one day we can reach an agreement about what the truth is. <laughs> and they're getting...
1: This is, like, this conversation almost comes close to an argument, except neither of them are... Especially, like, Wickham is not willing to admit that this is an argument or that he's outright disagreeing with Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he, he never comes forth with anything. He He'll never, like... I don't know. Well, now he doesn't. He doesn't know what cards he holds. Uh, whereas before he was, you know, very, very happy with spreading lies about Darcy. But now he knows he has to be careful. I guess that's also partially Wickham's punishment. Is that like, he yes, like he gets he gets the money from Darcy. But now he also has to like, kind of tiptoe around Darcy because Darcy holds his fortune in his. Hand. There's
1: a, like, we already saw, like, a reversal of the power dynamic in the last time Elizabeth had this, a conversation with Wickham, before the whole Lydia event, mm. where she knew, she finally had f- the full information of the Wickham situation, yeah. more than Wickham knew she had, right. and now I think she really has the upper hand here. Mm-hmm. She's basically, like, I don't know how much Wickham realizes this, but she is basically about to become his patroness, right?
0: Yeah. didn't think about it like that but that's true the honorable patron (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right okay
1: so she says i hope we shall always be of one mind in the future right Mm -hmm. she held out her hand he kissed it with affectionate gallantry though he hardly knew how to look and they entered the house so finally wickham is at a loss for words and charming continences
0: yeah elizabeth managed to say the thing that he doesn't quite know how to respond to. Uh, Not even his charms could help him here.
1: And here it is, like, her holding out her hand and he kissing it with affectionate gallantry. That also reminds me of, like, a, a patroness, like, yeah, uh, she's, situation. She's,
0: she's making him, like, kiss the ring, essentially.
1: And this, this is kind of a little bit of a wrap for Wickham, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't think we see him in dialogue like this again.
0: I can't remember no, I don't think so.
1: I might have to eat those words. But yeah, I think we'll this see. is uh-huh. yeah. This is kind of we we've seen a complete reversal of the first conversation That's Elizabeth has had with Wickham.
0: Yeah, in the first conversation Elizabeth was all too happy to divulge everything she thought she knew about Wick, about Darcy and how he's hated amongst the town and all this stuff. And only then when only then did Wickham then be like, Yeah, yeah. By the way, he also personally screwed me over. But now Elizabeth is playing a little more um, smartly. She's like, she's not exactly saying what she knows because because it wouldn't be proper. And I think that's a lesson she's learning, too, is that you can't just blurt out things that you find funny all the time. Uh-huh. Like, you have to be careful about these things. Yeah, she's
1: definitely being more political here than she would have been at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. And that's also, you know, there's reasons to do it moreover than just like being a polite in society it's that her and wickham are now family yeah and she's got to kind of deal with that but she also knows that she holds all the cards in this relationship
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah she yeah she is letting him know that she knows his secret uh-huh and that he should do well to not upset her right. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe not that far but yeah but just to let him know that she knows what he's really like like
1: i'm i'm done with the bullshit
0: yeah don't try to don't try to flirt with me anymore she
1: already let him know that he she was done with his flirting and bullshit in the last interaction when they met at that party Mm -hmm. before this whole like catastrophe with Lydia. But now I feel like she is really like the queen of this situation, right? She is in complete control of Wickham.
0: Yeah. It's also, yeah. I think back to um, what we were saying earlier about what Wickham was doing looking for Elizabeth. I think he saw... When he found out that Lydia and Mrs. Bennet were going to Meryton, I want to think that he took that as an opportunity to be alone with Elizabeth uh-huh. to suss out what she knows about the marriage.
1: I think I think that's fair to say. He doesn't want to... He's not looking for Mr. Bennet or Jane or any of the other daughters. No, you know? He yeah. must realize that Elizabeth's not in the house, too. Yeah. So he's like, let me just go take a walk.
0: I mean, it's also telling that, like, he's not with Lydia and Mrs. Bennett going to Mariton. No. He has decided to stay at Longbourn, uh, where he's not even, like, a, a fa- like an immediate family.
1: Right. Well, he is now.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. But, so important takeaways from that chapter Darcy made it happen. We know now. Yeah, Darcy uh-huh. made it all happen. Yeah.
0: He it's found interesting. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking of saying Darcy made it all happen, he also was the mastermind behind separating Bingley from Jane. Mm-hmm. And now he's the mastermind behind bringing Lydia and Wickham together yeah. so that he can bring himself to Elizabeth.
1: Right. Well, he has... He he cost one of the Bennets a husband and has gotten another one a husband in return, I <laughs> yeah, guess. of yeah. equal value, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah, that's so a good point, though. It is. Uh-huh. It, I think it goes to show his... Um, what it was like Obstinacy. Like, he wants to do things... He wants to take care of everything himself. Like, with with the separating Bingley, and now with bringing Lydia and Wickham together, and other things maybe, Uh we'll see.
1: That might be one more, one more slight uh, hurdle that Darcy's got to get over, is like, he's not going to be able, in a marriage with Elizabeth, he's going to have to be a little less obstinate, maybe, about doing everything himself.
0: Yeah, he has to let in the lightness. (laughs) Uh
1: But this is also, it is, like you said, it's apt punishment for him separating Bingley and Jane is now he's got to bring together, like, Lydia and his most hated enemy,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, just think if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't have had to... He probably wouldn't have had to do all this. We'll see.
1: Well, I don't know. It's hard to see.
0: Yeah, Wickham still could have come to town. And, yeah, that's uh, true. A whole lot of... Who knows? Maybe that's another alternate universe for us to explore. But um, for now... Yeah, okay. That is the end of Chapter 10. Yes. Um, If you have any questions or concerns or um theories or anything you just want to share with us, you can let us know at secondimpressionspod at gmail.com.
1: Absolutely. And make sure to keep tuning in because we are reaching the home stretch here. Things yes. are really heating up now. Yes,
0: I believe there are eleven more chapters in this Uh
1: well our next this is our next uh, episode is chapter eleven. I believe there's only nine more chapters to go.
0: Wow. Home stretch everyone uh-huh. we're getting there. Um All right, so until Volume 3, Chapter 11, I'm Grace. And I'm Tom. Bye.